listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. I can't believe we're actually going to sit here and talk about this, but I did get a very kind of annoying DM on Instagram. I was I wasn't going to make a podcast on this, and I apologize for it being another. I guess you could say a political one, or whatever. But I did get a message after the Rittenhouse uh, podcast and the verdict and everything like that. I got a message on Instagram, and guys, if you're going to send me a message on Instagram. Please don't make a fake Instagram. I'm not going to share screenshots of your messages and put it out there and put you on blast. If you disagree with me, you disagree with me, whatever. So after the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and we're going to get into this whole case right here. But um, someone messaged me and said, oh, I see you posted something about Kyle Rittenhouse, but you're not mentioning anything about Ahmaud Arbery. Um, If you're aware of who Ahmaud Arbery is, uh, he was shot and killed by a couple men in Georgia and there's in my personal opinion I'll get into the whole case for you guys that don't know anything about it in my opinion there's nothing to argue on it I mean honestly it's the fact of the matter of when I saw it it was clear cut um it was it was clear cut these guys are guilty they're murderers they should go to jail for a long time and you know for life they they killed this young man and you know plain and simple you know, there's no, there's no controversy in it, and, and I and I did not see a single person on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere during this whole thing of anyone trying to say that the guys are innocent. There's no controversy on. There's no reason to talk about it. We know how it's going to go, or at least we thought we I thought we knew how it was going to go. But so I'm gonna play. So there's a guy I follow on Instagram. I respect this man a lot. You know, I really, really do appreciate this guy and, and the things that he posts and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, he came out with this video. I'm going to play this video for you guys so you can hear it yourself. Um, and I'll, and then I'll get into the whole thing on this whole entire case. So this is Officer Tatum uh, on Instagram. You guys can find him on there. His name is Brandon Tatum. Um, and I'll play this. It's about, it's about a two and a half, three minute video. And you guys should take a listen to what he has to say. Let's talk about this. I like to clickbait y'all sometimes. So uh, uh, I said I was wrong, but I, I, I know I'm not wrong. Um, but I do think that there's nuances to the Amar Arbery's case that I think could get uh, Travis McMichael and them all in trouble. And I maintain from the, from the onset that according to the law, and I'm just going to give a quick synopsis if it's not going to take long. According to the law, I don't believe that the Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and Roddy Bryant should – be convicted. I think they should be found not guilty. Here is why. Very quickly, uh, you know, according to Georgia law, you know, and a lot of people get this confused. I, I don't know why. They think it's probable cause or whatever to make an arrest as a private citizen. It's probable suspicion. So they only have to have probable suspicion that a person committed a felony crime. Probable suspicion of a felony crime. A felony crime, a burglary, which is what they're accusing Ahmaud Arbery of, is that a person enters an occupied or unoccupied structure with the intent. 
Um, they, they've articulated in the court of law that they have intent, that they, they have seen him go in multiple times. He was running the day of. Um, there was stuff stolen from the residence. They, they are building their argument that that is reasonable, uh, probable suspicion that he is a part of a felony crime of burglary, especially because there's multiple calls in the area. They've seen him on camera multiple times, whatever the case may be. And they believe that they were right in conducting the citizen's arrest. Um, they pursued him in the citizen's arrest, attempted to stop him, him in the citizen's arrest, and then he attacked Travis McMichael for the shotgun. That's when he had got shot fatally and lost his life. That is the defense. I believe they have a legitimate argument in that, and I don't think that they intended to kill a guy, and I think that they never intended to even shoot the guy until he started fighting them for a shotgun. Now, based on the prosecution, the prosecution have a compelling argument to a certain degree, which I think is going to come down to sympathy or empathy. Can they empathize with the McMichaels or will they empathize with um, Ahmaud Arbery? Because there's clearly a history of Ahmaud Arbery being violent towards people, running from people with guns. That was brought up in the court of law. His previous encounters, his previous pursuits uh, from police with a gun, uh, his behaviors, his aggressive behaviors, all of those were brought up in the court of law. Um, the McMichaels, you know, obviously they painted the picture of, you know, Greg McMichael being a former police officer, Travis McMichael being in the military, former military police. Um, and, you know, Roddy Brian, I mean, he ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I, I don't even know why he he's even on trial, to be honest. So that's that's his video. And, and to a point, I like I can kind of understand what he's trying to say. And I agree with him on a lot of things, but I highly disagree with what he's saying on this because a lot of the backbone to his argument, I truly believe he wants to focus on the criminal history of Ahmaud Arbery. So if you guys remember, if you guys remember uh, in the Rittenhouse case, I talked about Rosenbaum and the other guys who have a criminal history and yes, they have a criminal history, but I don't agree with using that history as something to stand on for someone being killed, right? So I'm going to go through this. I have a couple articles here I'm going to read off to you. So one of the articles, we'll talk about Ahmaud Arbery's criminal history, mental mental health history, and stuff like that. So this is from Newsweek. I'm going to read this off for you guys. Uh, the website of Georgia's uh, Glenn County uh, Superior Court accidentally made suppressed evidence and documents accessible to potential jurors in the trial of Travis and Gregory McMichael and William Bryan, uh, the men accused of the February 2020 killing of black jogger Ahmaud Arbery. If jury candidates see the suppressed evidence, they may become ineligible to serve the jury. The documents include details of Arbery's mental health and past criminal history, both which a judge had ruled as inadmissible in court, Vice News reported. The documents also include evidence whose, admiss whose admissibility is still under consideration by the court. Such evidence includes how often the McMichaels use their firearms and the Confederate flag vanity plate on the Travis truck. I don't care about the Confederate flag. It's not the Confederate flag. It's whatever. I'm not going to get into that argument right there. But anyways, uh, we are aware uh, that the website of the website issue and the decision about that will be made by the judge. Glynn County Superior Court Clerk Ronald Adams told aforementioned publication uh, defense lawyers had had wanted to include evidence about his past to argue that he planned on committing a crime on the day of his slaying. A judge ruled that doing so would effectively put Arbery on trial rather than his killers. 
Defense attorneys had also wanted to include details of Arbery's ment mental history. Uh, sorry, mental health history in order to suggest that his state of mind may have influenced his behavior on the day he died. A judge ruled that slain man still deserved medical privacy even after death. In order to avoid potential mistrial due to bias, attorneys may have asked jurors whether they saw the evidence or not, a legal expert told Vice News. Jury selections for the case began Monday. Attorneys on both sides uh, have have worried, sorry, that uh, worried that potential jurors may have been influenced by Brian's video by Brian's video of uh, Arbery's death or media coverage on the case. One of the potential jurors questioned by attorneys on Monday asked if she should fear for her personal safety if selected for the jury. Another juror said that he was sick of hearing about the case in the media. Roughly 600 potential jurors were summoned to appear on Monday, according to Glynn County Clerk of Superior and Magistrate Court. Another 400 are scheduled to show up next week if the final jury is selected by then. This is a case that has garnered significant attention in this community as well as around the country. Uh, I have no doubt that the thousand or so individuals that were summoned then, uh, they received the summons, reacted in some way to the news of Arbery's killing. So it doesn't really go into detail here on this article, but you can see like the, the worry of having his information out there. Um, if, I, if I'm correct, it, it's kind of hard to find, but there was potentially, I'm going to say potentially because I don't have the information directly in front of me, uh, there was an assault on his criminal history, uh, multiple run-ins with police. Uh, he ran from the police with a gun, uh, you know, multiple other things. But again, that does not matter in this case. Um, I'm going to read from the New York Times. This is the Ahmaud Arbery shooting a timeline of the case. So um, Ahmaud Arbery loved to run. A former high school football standout. He had been jogging near his home on the outskirts of Brunswick, Georgia, when he was shot and killed after being pursued uh, by two white men with guns, according to authorities. The men, Travis McMichael, 34, and his father, Gregory McMichael, 64, were charged in May 2020 with murder and aggravated assault two days after a graphic video of the shooting of Mr. Arbery. A 25-year-old black man became public and more than two months after the killing itself, a neighbor who filmed the attack was also charged. Uh, the case has generated a wave of outrage and raised concerns about persistent racial in inequities in the justice system. Here is a timeline of the events leading up to the arrest and trial that ended with murder convictions in November 2021. Mr. Arbery was killed shortly after 1 p.m. on Sunday, February 23rd in Satila Shores, a suburban neighborhood about 15 minutes away from downtown Brunswick. Uh, the authorities said that he was shot after an encounter with Gregory and Travis McMichael, who had grabbed two guns and followed Mr. Arbery in a truck after he jogged past them. Gregory McMichael told police that he thought Mr. Arbery looked like a man suspected in several break-ins in the area. The Brunswick News, uh, citing documents uh, obtained through a public record request, reported that there had been just one burglary in the neighborhood since January. That theft of, that theft of a handgun from an unlocked truck parked outside Travis McMichael's house. Uh, the first prosecutor uh, excused herself. Uh, the Brunswick Attorney, Attor District Attorney's Office and the Glynn County Police Department uh, conducted the initial investigation into the killing. In late February, the Brunswick District Attorney, Jackie L. Johnson, uh, excused herself from the case, pointing out that Gregory, Gregory McMichael, a former Glynn County police officer, had been a longtime investigator in her office until his retirement. 
Uh, a local newspaper on April 1st, 2020, a local newspaper publishes details of the police investigation. After public report uh, records request, the Brunswick News reported details of Glynn County police reports records on the shooting. The police report were based almost entirely on the responding officer's interview with Gregory McMichael. The records claim that after the McMichaels pursued Mr. Arbery, Travis McMichael and Mr. Arbery, quote, starting started fighting over the shotgun, at which point Travis fired a shot and then a second later there was a... There was a second shot. Uh, early April 2020, a second prosecutor finds no reason to charge and then and then excuses himself. Uh, the case was taken over by George E. Barnhill, the Waycross District Attorney, who advised the police that there was insufficient cause to arrest Mr. Arbery's pursuers. He argued that they had acted legally under Georgia's citizens' arrest and self-defense laws according to documents obtained by the New York Times. Uh, under pressure from Mr. Arbery's family, Mr. Barnhill then excused himself from the from the case because his son had worked in the Brunswick prosecutor's office with Gregory McMichael. Mr. Barnhill asked Georgia Attorney General's office to help find another district attorney to handle the case. April 13th, 2020, a third prosecutor takes over the case. Uh, district Attorney Tom Durden of the Atlanta Judicial Circuit. And then on April 26, 2020, the Arbery family fears lack of action. For two months in the spring of 2020, the shooting received little attention outside Brunswick. As the coronavirus pandemic dominated the headlines and shut down communities around the country, the Times spoke with Mr. Arbery's friends and family who were by then concerned the case might quietly disappear in their deep south community because social distancing restrictions had made it difficult for them to gather and protest. Uh, May 5th, 2020, the video emerges. I'll talk about this video in a minute. Uh, in early May, a graphic video of a fatal encounter had begun to circulate online. It galvanized an already growing chorus of voices calling for charges to be brought in the case. Recorded from inside a vehicle, it shows Mr. Arbery running along a shaded two-lane residential road when he comes upon a white pickup truck with a man standing beside its open driver door, another man in the truck bed. Mr. Arbery runs around the vehicle and disappears briefly from view. Muffled shouting can be heard before Mr. Arbery emerges, tussling with the man outside the truck as, as three shotgun blasts echo. That same day, Mr. Durden said that he wanted to send the case to a grand jury to decide whether to bring charges. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said that night that it would be taking over the case at Mr. Durden's request. The Times later learned that WGIG, I don't know what that is, the Brunswick, oh, the Brunswick radio station that first posted the video had obtained the footage from a local criminal defense lawyer who had informally uh, consulted with the suspects. The lawyer, Alan Tucker, said in an interview that he had leaked the video in, in, to dispel rumors that he said he had field tension in the community. It wasn't two men with a Confederate flag in the back of the truck going down the road shooting a jogger in the back, he said. Um, May 7, 2020, the McMichaels are arrested. Gregory and Travis McMichael were arrested at home May 7th. They were booked into a jail in Glynn County. Uh, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, both men were charged with murder and aggravated assault. It was not clear whether the men had retained legal counsel. Uh, supporters rally. Uh, hashtag I run with mod uh, was shared thousands of times across social media. Blah, 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 blah. Georgia Attorney General seeks Justice Department review. Uh, fourth prosecutor takes over the case. Autopsy released. An autopsy report showed Mr. Arbery was shot twice in the chest and a third wound on his wrist. He had no drugs or alcohol in his system, and the manner of death was homicide. Uh, a third man is charged with murder. 
The man who filmed the fatal encounter between Mr. Arbery and the McMichaels was arrested. The authorities said the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said that the man, William Bryan, age 50, was being charged with felony murder and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. Uh, Georgia's citizen arrest law gets overhaul. Uh, lawmakers in Georgia nearly unanimously, unanimously approved a bill gutting a Civil War era law that allowed residents to arrest one another. The move, which was inspired by Ar Mr. Arbery's killing, was uh, championed by critics of such law who said that they had historically been used by white citizens to justify the killing of African Americans. Uh, April 28th, 2021, you're jumping for like a whole year. Uh, the McMichaels and Mr. Bryan are indicted on federal hate crime charges. The three men were each charged with one count of interference with Mr. Arbery's right to use a public street because of his race. They were also charged with one count of attempted kidnap kidnapping. The McMichaels were also charged with one count each of using, carrying, and brandishing fire a firearm. Uh, a former prosecutor in the cases faces criminal charges. Uh, I didn't know about this. Miss Johnson, who had rescued her, or, sorry, <laughs> recused herself from the case, was indicted by a grand jury on charges of a violation of oath of public officer and obstruction and hindering a law enforcement officer. November 24, 2021, a jury finds Mr. Bryan and McMichaels guilty of murder. After 10 days of hearing testimony, a jury found Mr. Bryan and the McMichaels guilty of murder and other charges. The verdict su suggested that the jury agreed with prosecutors' arguments that Mr. Arbery posed no imminent threat to the men and that the men had no reason to believe he had committed a crime, giving them no legal right to chase him through their suburban neighborhood. You can't start it and claim self-defense. The lead prosecutor argued in, in her closing arguments, and they started and they, and they started this. So that's the end of the article. So now, okay, <laughs> let me uh, position myself in my seat. <laughs> so if you guys have not seen the video, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. So what they what they are claiming, what the McMichaels were claiming is. There's been recent break-ins and squatting and stuff like that in uh, in their neighborhood. They have on video. There's a weird, really weird video, and it's from like one of the recent quote-unquote break-ins. There's a house that was under construction. It shows Ahmad Arbery walking into. It shows him walking into the residence and kind of just like weirdly standing there. It's it, it is kind of weird. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's 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 a little weird, but nothing. To, to get him, you know, to justify what happened to him. Um, and then, so what the what the video shows and what the article didn't show is basically the McMichaels were outside their home. Supposedly their neighbor was there too. And then they see a Mon Arbery go jogging by and they're like, hey, that's the guy, that's the guy. So the the younger McMichael goes in and grabs his shotgun. The dad grabs his, his, his I think he had a revolver or something like that. And they go racing down the street after him. In the video of him being killed, which is a very you know hard video to watch, um, it's from the the neighbor's vehicle. He's filming them as they basically cut off, cut him off as he's jogging, get in front of him. The dad's in the back of the pickup truck, standing there uh, with his gun, and then he, uh, Ahmad Arbery tries to run around the truck, and he's met there by the man with the shotgun. Now. Some people might just stand there with their hands up or something like that, but the first thing, the first thing you want to do, I mean, you're in a, in your mind, you're in a fight for your life. I mean, 
that's the way I take it. I mean, he's jogging down the road. Now he's being chased by two guys in a truck that has a gun. He And then the one guy has a shotgun in his face, so he starts fighting him. And, and like he thinks he's being attacked, which I, I believe he was. And then they go off the screen. You can't really see it. And then you hear like a shotgun blast go off. And the saddest part is you see the smoke. From the shotgun, but in the mist or in the sh in, in the in the smoke, you see a mist of red, which is because it shot him right in the chest. But he's continuing to fight because his adrenaline is so pump still pumping. And as he's fighting, he gets shot again, and then you hear a third shot go off. The third shot apparently misses him, hit, hits him like in the wrist a little bit, um, and then you just see him trying. He's like trying to run away, and he just falls to the ground, and ultimately basically dies right then and there. And they're all just kind of standing there and the video cuts off. The reason why the guy in the truck behind them was being charged too was because he, he, you know, he filmed it. He got in his truck and chased them down too. And you can actually, as the camera pans away, cause he had, he, he's grabbing his gun and you, can, and you can hear him cock his gun back. And it's like, so there, there's kind of like your intent right there. Um, I don't agree with, the citizens arresting that they're trying to play and stuff like that, because there is a video, which I cannot find. I cannot find it again, but it was, it was, um, not allowed in court, um, where you can hear one of them. I think it was the dad who the exact words, I'm not going to say it. The exact words were, um, you dumb effing N word. Well, that right there, and the reason they didn't let it, that, that video show is because as soon as you hear that language, you're, it's like an automatic, everybody in their mind, when you hear someone say that, you automatically know it's, it's boom, guilty, done. Who cares what your citizen's arrest is about? And I remember I seen that video a couple of times pop up, and now I can't find it. I literally was looking for it before I started report, recording this podcast. I can't find it again. But it was out there. You, you can go look it up that the, that the court refused to let them hear it. Or see that that part of the video where they're basically stand they're basically standing over him. The the neighbor got out of the truck and went over there, and you hear one of the men say this, and it's like boom! Now now you're not even going to just be charged with murder. You're going to be charged with a hate crime, as you should be. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I don't think there should be any argument that this was a wrongful verdict. Uh, I think you guys were all, they were all guilty. They all should be, you know, in prison for life. Uh, they chased a man down the street. Now, and let me get back to the criminal history part. So again, what Officer Tatum is, Brandon Tatum, the, the guy I shared earlier, uh, in some of, he, he, and I'm not gonna go back and find it because it was like a 20 minute long Instagram live video. He complains that everybody is sharing the photo of him from high school from seven years ago. Look at that is a media tactic. Everybody does that. Um, you can go and like, okay, let's look at Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay. On CNN, on MSNBC for the last year and a half, the only photos are showing you of his, is him holding a rifle. Uh, only like the pictures of him crying and like bad pictures of him. Right. Then you go over to Fox News and you're only going to see pictures of him and him in like the firefighter uh, uh, attire. You're going to see him in like EMT school in the police uniform because he was a cadet. Uh, you're only going to see good pictures of him. That's a media tactic. That's why they always show you the good pictures, not the bad pictures, depending on what side you stand on. Um, so he's he was complaining that they kept showing his high school picture, not his most recent mugshot and this and that. It doesn't matter 
what his criminal history was. The fact of the matter is he was out that day jogging, not doing anything wrong. He was chased down by three guys with guns and then he fought for his life and he was shot. That was not self-defense. You And just like Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse went there. Rittenhouse went to Kenosha. He was not bothering anybody. He was just standing in front of a business and then he was attacked. And then he shot the first guy. And then he went to get away from the situation and they chased him down and tried to beat him in the street and he shot the other two guys. That's self-defense because they were trying to avoid the situation. Ahmaud Arbery was not doing anything and you chased him down, flashed your guns at him, and he fought for his life. That is not self-defense on their part. There is no there there is no even like honestly like comparing the two. So you know, like I said, Officer Tatum is the only person I've seen actually take a stand where he thinks they shouldn't get murder. And I, I do highly disagree with him. I still respect the man. I still respect his viewpoints on a lot of things. But on this one, I'm sorry. I don't I don't agree with you. Those men should be charged. They should, uh, you know, be find the video and charge, you know, for what they said as a hate crime. Done deal. For, I don't even care. I have no sympathy for them. They seek conflict. They got conflict. They killed a man uh, who wasn't even doing anything wrong at the time. Quote, at the time, it's not like they found, they actually found him in their property and there was an altercation after they found him like trying to break in their stuff and like was in their house where he wasn't supposed to be. He was out for a jog. There is no argument. I'm sorry. You guys, you know, I, I'll be shocked if anyone comes at me and, and like, you know, tries to combat me with it and say this and that. I don't agree. 100% after all the, you know, the videos I've seen, after all the, the evidence that came into court, there is no argument in my opinion. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit. There's really nothing else to say on that. That's it. I'm not going to get super far into it. Amar Arbery was wrongfully murdered. I don't care about his criminal history. I don't care about his mental health history. He was murdered. Boom. End of story. But I'm going to let you guys in on a little conspiracy theory that I have where I truly believe that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, and Ahmaud Arbery, both their cases are there to overshadow a huge court case going on that we are not allowed to hear, which is unbelievable. So... If you guys know who Jeffrey Epstein is, uh, you might see his documentary on, you might see his documentary on Netflix, or actually knew about the story. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a pile of crap who solicited underage girls, uh, raped underage girls, uh, had his little island. Uh, he owned an island where he would fly a lot of celebrities to and stuff like that. Uh, such as the famous Bill Clinton, who claims he's never been there, but yet he's on the travel report. He's on video pictures that he's there. So uh, his girlfriend, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she is going to be on trial starting on the 29th, uh, Monday. And they decided, after just showing these two other cases, high-profile cases, on TV and to the media that media is on gag order and is not allowed to release anything from the case, uh, from the, from the court. They're not allowed to broadcast it because it's too sensitive of stuff for us 
the the American citizens to hear because in her case, supposedly she is going to oust a bunch of celebrities, politicians and stuff like that who were all involved in their little, I don't even know what to call it. Um, molestation, sexual assault ring that they had going on. Um, they're actually not allowing us to know who's in there, which is absolute bullcrap. You had us in the life of Kyle Rittenhouse. You had us in the life of Ahmaud Arbery and uh, the McMichaels and stuff like that. Why can't we hear this case? There, This is way more high profile than any of these other cases that we just heard. They have, you know, and that's where I talk about, it's like a little switcheroo. Whenever something crazy happens in politics, um, there's always something thrown out there to the media to distract us, right? Which I'm, I already called it. Something's going to happen that's going to be all over the news this week, which I think the new, the new variant of COVID or whatever, like you want to call it, or whatever you guys are still calling it nowadays. Um, it's going to be like thrown out there really hard to get everybody's eyes over here and not pay attention to her court case. That's my own personal opinion. So real quick, I want to read you guys a little article on this whole thing. It's, it's labeled, uh, everything you need to know about Ghislaine Gis- uh, Maxwell. Where was she? Who's her husband? How do you say her name? Uh, it starts. What's the deal with this trial? The trial, you can call it by its government name, USA versus Ghislaine Maxwell. See, I keep messing up her name. If you want to be dramatic, starts Monday, November 29th. Jury selections got started on the 16th. It's expected to last about six weeks. Everyone agrees unless something odd and conspiracy theory inducing happens. (laughs) Uh, It will take place in the glamorous Thurgood Marshall United States Courthouse in downtown Manhattan which was the home of two historic trials, that of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg in 1951 and that of Martha Stewart in 2004. This case can tr- uh, truly got going July 2020 when Maxwell was arrested in New Hampshire. Since she has been in custody, both the government and her lawyers have filed an amazing, seemingly endless stream of legal documents. Uh, what was she charged with? The government says it will prove that she helped Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploit and abuse girls, helping him quote to recruit groom and ultimately abuse victims as young as 14 and that she physically uh brought people to him for this purpose specifically maxwell has been charged with enticing a minor to travel uh, to engage in illegal sex acts transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity conspiracy charges uh, related to both of those sex trafficking of a minor and sex trafficking conspiracy the latter two charges were added earlier this year she also faces two charges of perjury. The, the government claims that she lied under oath when previously questioned uh, about matters pertaining to Epstein for a total of eight federal counts. The perjury uh, charges will not be addressed in this trial. How to say Ghislaine? How the hell do you pronounce her name? It depends. Here's a hilarious video. I'm not going to get into it. Um, she, it said, aim for Shizlane. But Vicky Ward, a journalist who was early to Epstein stories, uses what I think is the right uh, um, pronunciation, or pronunciation uh, Gillane. So Gil Lane. Uh, and Gillane Maxwell's brother, Ian, says it very casually like Gillan. You can hear his version here, blah, blah, blah. However you want to do it, just say it fast. Uh, I personally aim for Gillane, whatever. I don't care about her name, Gillane. Uh, 
what was the relationship between uh, Maxwell and Epstein? They have they met in early 1998 through her father, a wealthy media tycoon. He died in 1991. An event, an event that revealed the family business was fantastically insolvent and subject subjected uh, Maxwell's brothers to years of lawsuits. We know that she and Epstein were spending time together in 1992 when she was seen boarding the Concord with him. She became Epstein's girlfriend and then his major domo. What the hell is a major domo? I gotta look this up now. Hold on. Uh, a major domo is a person who speaks, makes agreements, and, or takes charge for another. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, essentially making things work as he jetted from house to house. It was soon in 1994 the government claims that she began providing Epstein with young girls. One court document discusses her leaving calling cards at spas and chatting up people in malls. Uh, the government claims that she would take the girls shopping or to the movies, as well as talk about sex with them, even even be present for sex acts. She also allegedly uh, encouraged them to accept money from Epstein, though she took breaks. It seems like she worked in some uh, official capacity for Epstein from 1999 through 2006. Why isn't she out on bail? At least four times Maxwell applied to be released on bail. Her, her most recent request was denied on November 9th. The court's reasoning in part Maxwell's holds multiple foreign citizenships, which basically means she's a flight risk. Uh, I'm not going to read that whole article. Uh, how is her time in jail going? Maxwell is being held at Metropolitan Detention Center, which is on 29th Street by the BQE in Sunset Park. Uh, when she needs to go to court, she is woken up in what is essentially in the middle of the night. She kept, she's kept in isolation. She often has not looked good. The prison, the prison death of her longtime friend, Jeffrey Epstein hangs over the whole situation. Literally, literally as the prison in which he died now closed is directly behind the courthouse in Manhattan. Uh, prison guards shine a flashlight on her every 15 minutes to make sure she hasn't met the same fate. Uh, one of Maxwell's lawyers said in the court filings that her client was being kept in the worst conditions she had seen in decades of practice. Maxwell says that she can't properly communicate with her lawyers and can't get mail promptly and that conditions are grim, unsanitary, unsanitary and unsafe. Much of that is standard for nearly everyone in the Bureau of Prison Systems, so she's probably not lying. <laughs> the court has intervened on some issues. For example, it, it is trying, and according to lawyers, lawyers failing to ensure that Maxwell gets legal mail fairly and promptly. Uh, what were the circumstances of her arrest? On July 22nd, 2020, the FBI broke down the door of her private and gated house located on 156 acres uh, in Bradford, New Hampshire. In the end, the feds had located her by essentially hunting for her cell phone signal built in 2002. The New Hampshire house is gorgeous, though a little large if you can't have anyone <laughs> over owing to the be being in hiding thing. Um, where the heck has she been? There were many stories about her whereabouts. Uh, basically, I'm not gonna go through this whole entire thing of where she's been. As far as I've read multiple times on many different news outlets, uh, she was in like witness protection of witness protection. Uh, nobody pretty much knew where she was. Uh, she was, uh, especially after the whole Epstein saga broke out, the documentary came out and stuff like that. And the girls, like you can hear what they had to say firsthand. They um, they basically had her hidden from the public eye as well as possible. That's pretty much exactly how it went. Um, there's really nothing else to say besides that. Um, the rest of this goes into like really random stuff. What about the infamous in and out photo? Um, I'm not gonna get into that, but just pay attention. 
Don't. I'm just telling you guys this so you can pay attention. This is where I talk about like people look at me, and if you look at my views and stuff like that, sure, I've talked about it many times with dads in gaming. Uh, obviously, if I had to take a test of what I think this and this and this, I would sure as heck come out. Oh, he's a right wing, you know, conservative, and then blah blah blah. Um, this is where I sure you can label me as a conservative, whatever. Um, I don't trust government. Period. Uh, many things, you know, you can look back on, and it's it's a known thing that they will purposely throw things out there to get you distracted, so you don't look at things like this. So make sure you pay attention. November 29th, uh, it's starting. I'm recording this on the 28th. Um, on the 29th, it's starting. I'll be trying to find any information I can about it, and I hope, I hope, I can do a podcast on that one because if you guys have not found the Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, documentary on Netflix. I suggest you guys go watch it, but also be aware that it is very, um, what's the right word? It will piss you off that there's people out there that get away with certain things where they're so powerful. Even the FBI doesn't want to take the case. So, you know, go check it out and then you'll get kind of a look at what we're looking at with her. Now, I didn't start the podcast with this, but make sure you guys go check out our sponsor to the podcast, Artesian Builds. If you guys are looking at building a brand new PC, Artesian Builds is the way to go. You guys can use code Glock9 at checkout for up to $200 off. That's Glock9, G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E. I have some amazing stuff coming from them. It will be a couple months till I get my custom PC, but go check them out. They sell more than just PCs. Go see what they have to offer. Uh, the code Glock nine works for anything on the website. So make sure you guys go check them out. Other than that, guys, I have nothing else to say about it, man. Armor, Ahmaud Arbery was, um, uh, murdered. There was no, uh, I don't agree with any stance that the, that goes to the latter. Um, I did my, if you guys haven't heard the written house podcast, make sure you guys go back and listen to it. And then again, um, I hope after this we can get back to gaming podcasts. I really do appreciate you guys asking me questions on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, sending me messages. I really do appreciate it. Um, I try not to have this podcast as a political podcast, even though you guys all know that I follow politics very closely. Um, I will try to get back to the gaming stuff in the future podcast. I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for all the amazing reviews on Apple. What the F is happening on Apple, dude? We went from like 15 reviews to like 70 something. Like, thank you guys so much for all the love and all the five star reviews. Absolutely amazing. Um, but until the next time, guys, as always, stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.